Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Legends of the Batman, a podcast that covers everything Batman from the beginning. My name is Michael Kaiser. And I'm Michael Bradley. And this week, we continue our coverage of all things Batman in October of 1940, uh, where we will be looking at the third story in Batman number three. So to recap, we have covered Detective Comics number 44, which was a crazy dream sequence by Robin. Boy, we still haven't got out of that month yet, huh? Um, no, we did. We we messed up last episode. We 44 was the September issue. Oh, okay. What was? And then 45 was the, that was the Joker story. 45 oh, was the Joker story. You're right. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, we went into Batman number three, where we had a story about an evil puppeteer, followed by a story about the ugliest man in the world and now we are moving on to story number three but before we get to that we have some feedback yeah we got an email earlier this week this comes from andy austin and he writes hey mike squared i'm stoked that you guys are back on the air the world was less special without your show oh that's nice Uh, i have a thought for you dudes i was just listening to the beginning of episode 21 specifically the theme song which as you guys know is the theme from the first two seasons of the batman This theme is one of my favorites. It's dark, mysterious, and spooky, and totally fits with the dark, mysterious, and totally awesome Batman from 1939. But as I was listening to the song, it didn't seem to fit fit as well with the lighter tone of the stories from 1940. As such, I was thinking that maybe you guys could use the more fun and cartoony theme from seasons 3 through 5. It might work a little better with the new tone of the stories. Just a thought. Anyway, I love you guys' show and look forward to each and every future episode. Yours for a bigger and better thrill, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Um, not a bad idea. I don't know. I do kind of like the theme from seasons three through five, but I also like the first theme as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get progressively lighter and lighter stories as we go on, so it might be better to stick with one we've got now and, and switch to the other in yeah. a couple years, story-wise. I, I think we actually toyed with the idea of using the other one, but the problem with it is it has a bunch of gadget sound effects. Yeah. Which is kind of weird when you don't actually see the gadgets when you're listening. Although you could just imagine those gadgets being like a blue stethoscope and a, a, <laughs> a blue glass cutter or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, something to think about. Maybe yeah, we can, something maybe, to think about. Maybe we can release like an alternate version of this episode or like a special one-off cover or something. Variant covers. There you go. Yeah, that might be interesting. Uh, but thanks for the email, Andy. We will definitely give that thought for future episodes. And we've also, while we're still in feedback mode, we've also got an iTunes review. And uh, this was left actually at the beginning of March. And uh, the person writes, One of the best Batman-related podcasts, and I've really looked out there. After tremendously enjoying the podcast from his first episode, I wasn't alone in feeling disappointment as the hiatus announcement. The unique, if overwhelming, mission statement and the infectious chumminess of the hosts is very entertaining and informative. With a new and hopefully more manageable approach, I can look forward to Legends once more. Keep up Mike Squared, and thanks. And five stars. What's this one-of business? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah... One of. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he probably hasn't listened to every single Batman podcast out there because True. There's, there's a lot of them, so he's probably just hedging his bets. But Yeah. Appreciate uh, that it. Comes, that comes from, looks like it's Karate Teacher. So, oh. so thank you for that. Very cool. 
that's it. That puts it. us up to one, two, three, four. That puts, puts us up to a lot. I'm not going to count them all. But <laughs> past, the, yeah. past our initial goal anyway, right? Definitely, yes. Okay, cool. All right, well, back to... Oh, before we move on, we, we did get a lot of comments and, and welcome back wishes. Uh, people saying they were glad to hear the show back, and we kind of skipped over reading all those on the air, but we do appreciate everyone that, that sent emails saying they were looking forward to new episodes, and we uh, we hope you haven't disappointed. So keep sending in feedback, and we'll read it from here on out. All right, October of 1940, back again for part uh, four of our coverage here. Uh, where we left off, uh, again, we just covered the ugliest man in the world story. Um, after that, there was a cool one-page ad that reads, A new adventure every month. Yes, sir, the Batman and Robin lead the big parade of headline adventure features in every issue of Detective Comics on sale the first of each month at all newsstands. And it shows a picture of the book we will be covering next time, which is Detective Comics number 40. Two, two episodes from now. I mean two episodes from now. <laughs> Detective Comics number 46. Two episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, have, we have to finish Batman 3 right. first. And after that, we go back into another thrilling adventure. Oops, I totally stole a Superman podcast uh, title there. But anyway. That's okay. The host doesn't mind. All right. And this one was called The Crime School for Boys. It was 13 pages with a script by Bill Finger, pencils by Bob Kane, inks by Jerry Robinson with backgrounds by George Rousseau, and letters by George Rousseau. It's kind of unusual to get a letters uh, credit these in these issues. But anyway, it starts off, wherever criminals meet, sooner or later, a deadly hush stills their talk as they speak furtively of a dread figure of night, a figure that seems to materialize out of darkness like a fantastic demon, the Batman. Then a man will curse and whisper of another smaller figure, a sturdy, lithe figure with a daredevil grin on his young face, Robin, the boy wonder. For these are the two who are the arch foes of crime. It is they we will meet in this, the case of the crime school for boys. Uh, while on his nightly prowl, Batman spies a bunch of men looting a warehouse and plummets down on top of them as they make their escape via rooftop. Initially attempting to fight him, they quickly realize they are outmatched and decide to retreat. A chase ensues as both the criminals and Batman leap from rooftop to rooftop, Batman ultimately catching up to them by leaping onto a telephone line, cutting it, and using it to swing into the group, knocking them all down a fire escape. As Batman finishes mopping the floor with the looters, he goes to grab the last one, only to discover it's a young boy. Pleading to be let go on the promise he'll never ever steal again, Batman agrees and lets the kid go, but secretly follows the grateful lad after releasing him. The boy leads Batman to a warehouse, and after spying for a bit, Batman learns that the warehouse is run by a man named Pockets, who is teaching children how to be criminals, grooming them into a life of crime for a mob boss named Big Boy Daniels. Shocked and appalled by this, Batman returns home to report his findings to Dick, and the two decide they can't just stop this warehouse or turn it over to the police because the boys would continue to look up to pockets, maybe even more so after he's arrested. Instead, they decide to come up with a plan to teach these boys the value of honesty and fair play. Bruce Wayne then rents a warehouse of his own, which he converts into a gymnasium for underprivileged children. Meanwhile, Dick roams the neighborhood in 
underprivileged children clothes and is ultimately confronted by Pocket's kids, or students, I guess I should say. They get up in his face, claiming the block is their territory, but Dick makes short work of the leader, which impresses the other kids. They ask how he learned to fight like that, and he tells them he learned it at the local gymnasium and invites them to join him. In the days that follow, Dick and the other kids play various sports together, like basketball, and every time one of them cheats or tries to get violent, Dick interjects and teaches them that you have to always play fair and honestly in sports. The lesson sinks in, but unfortunately only where sports are concerned, as Dick overhears the children conspiring to pull more jobs for pockets. Dick reports this to Bruce, who tells him to stick with him. Dick ingratiates himself into the group, and they invite him to Pocket's next meeting. Dick makes a call to Bruce to let him know where and when it will all take place. That night, at Pocket's latest gathering, he introduces the children to their benefactor and future boss, Big Boy Daniels. Big Boy is impressed with the kids and takes two with him to, quote, break them in on his next job. That night, at Big Boy's headquarters, the boss explains that there will be two, two groups, each group taking a kid, one to rob a fur factory and the other to clean out the Van Payson apartment. Unbeknownst to Big Boss, however, is that the totally awesome Batman was hanging outside his window spying on his exposition and meets up with each group later that night, first the fur factory and then Peyton's apartment, easily dispatching Big Boss's henchmen and warning each kid that they better turn from crime or else. The next night, as Big Boss Daniels angrily wonders who ratted him out to the Batman, the Batman himself calls him and tells him he knows all about Pocket's crime for crime school for boys and that he'd better shut it down. Assuming Pockets must have been the rat, Big Boss heads over to the warehouse and sh shoots him dead in front of his students. Batman then pounces down from a skylight and challenges Big Boss to a fight. The two go at it, Big Boss trying to use his size to outmuscle the Batman, getting him into headlocks or wrapping his hands around his neck. But with each wrestling move, Batman has a counter and ultimately defeats him by flipping him to the ground. Defeated but not finished, Big Boss pulls a gun on Batman. As he threatens the hero, Dick, who was amongst the students, convinces the other, ch the other children that Big Boss isn't playing fair and rallies them to take on Big Boss and his men. As Big Boss's men are taken out by the overwhelming onslaught of youth, Batman knocks Big Boss out with a blow to his chin. After the battle, Batman gives the kids a speech about, his, about how criminals are cowardly because they rely on guns, and the boys all agree that crime is not for them. Days later, the former kids of crime are playing basketball at the gymnasium, remembering Dick fondly for all the lessons he taught them about fair play. While at home, Dick pats he and, him and Bruce on the back for another case solve, but Bruce reflects that they did their job, yes, but it's up to other cities to do the same. Build more playgrounds, gymnasiums, encourage youngsters to join school and church organizations. Do this, and we will wipe out crime. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So we have another great splash. Oh, yeah. Uh, this issue, very cool, of Batman uh, swinging down from a rooftop to another rooftop where the crooks are doing something. Yeah. It's, uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> um, the, the coloring, I don't know if you have the Chronicles or if you are looking at the archives or what are you looking at? I have a... a I have the Chronicles, and then I also have a digital reproduction of an original. Oh, okay. So, the coloring in the Chronicles really takes away from it, though, because they use much brighter colors mm -hmm. than in the original. I guess maybe it could just be the scan I'm looking at, but I don't know. I, I don't think they would darken them up that much. Compared no. To 
Yeah, it's a little less um, in-your-face blue, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know if that's just because they clean it up so it's not so old, but... Yeah, that could be. I love the opening narration, though. Mm-hmm. Very cool. He, he uh, plummets down into their midst like some avenging angel of doom. It's very awesome. That was very cool. It was... I feel like they put that out of order, though, like as far as panel layout, but that's just a minor nitpick. Like, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Usually they open these stories with the the big, you know, story caption. Right. But that was like the second panel or the second caption on this page. So it, I was, um, and that one wasn't. It was cool, but it, I think like trying to mer- merge Batman and Robin into the same description wasn't working for me on that one. But. Yeah, especially since Robin doesn't have <laughs> too much to do with this story. I mean. I, we'll get into that later, but well, the, um, the description of Batman is really awesome. Dread figure of night, a figure that seems oh, to materialize out of darkness like a fantastic demon, the Batman. Oh, and yeah. by the way, there's this bright little kid that has a grin on his face, and his name's Robin. Yay! It's amazing though how well that description of Batman would apply to even oh, sure. modern Batman. Absolutely, maybe even more so, because mm-hmm. this Batman's kind of you know nice and he cool. smiles. And he, well, he's yeah, he's got a lot criminals, of, but. You know, demons don't really do puns, so... Mm-hmm. And it's... We seem to have been getting more and more uh, references that the criminals know who he is, and that as soon as he shows up, they start running for it, which I like. Yeah. But as, as you'll note, that this is another story where it starts with him patrolling and coming across a problem. And... Um, yeah. I initially wrote that... I did write that down, but then I thought, there's probably like 9,000 Batman stories that start that way, so... Yeah, I don't know why it's bothering me, other than the fact that maybe it's just three two in a, a row. yeah, two three or three in a, in a row or whatever it was. But but it's Batman and yeah, being well, out on night patrol is what he does. So. That, is, that is kind of his point, yeah. yeah. So pages two and three, we have Batman spending well, really over to page four, spending the first mm-hmm. four pages of the story just leaping from rooftop to rooftop and beating up crooks and swinging around like an urban Tarzan. Just a very very cool opening. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, I wish I could think of more things to say about it other than it's cool. But it, I mean, it, it. I mean, even when I was summarizing it, I felt like I was doing it a disservice just because. How do you summarize a rooftop chase scene? You know. Right. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You don't usually get this kind of action in in the books in these stories that we've been covering. Um, think, Especially, you know, at the beginning we had those eight page stories. This would be half the half the story. Yeah. So. I think like. Uh, the only other time I could think of an extended action scene like this was Batman 2, and that was a fake Batman, where they were right. They were chasing that guy dressed as Batman. Right. Uh, but this is actually Batman, so it's even cooler. Yeah. Uh, that was the second Catwoman story, wasn't it? It was the one where Catwoman and Joker were right. in the same, issue, in the same right. story. Yeah. Batman number two, right. Um, the narration on these pages is really strong, too. I mean, you can pretty much just read it and skip all the word balloons, mm-hmm. which is actually a, a praise and a criticism, I guess, but the narration is just really, really strong. Yeah, you could do either. You could either take away the images and just read it, or you could take away the captions and just look at it. And either way, you would know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they haven't got away from uh, pulps or whatever yet. but Right, you can definitely feel the pulp influence mm-hmm. on these four pages. Um Batman's got all these one-liners and smiles as he's, you know, beating up the crooks. And uh-huh. I know I said this last time, but he's clearly having 
a good time at what he does. Yeah. This is a this I like this Golden Age Batman because he's he's a dark avenger of the night, but he's not grim and broody. He's a he's a swashbuckling hero of grand adventure, not a, Absolutely. Not a tortured and twisted soul. Right. Swashbuckling is definitely the right word to describe this guy. But the art on these pages moving on past the narration, the, the art on these pages is really great too. We have a couple repeated poses, uh-huh. but it's just really great. A lot of leaping and a lot of – I love the part where he uh, – I don't know if it's – I called it a telephone line, but I'm not really sure what it is. Maybe it's a clothesline, but uh, – uh, probably, uh, probably a clothesline. Yeah, because it's not attached to a pole, but – Right. But uh, I love that bit where he, he like snaps or I guess he cuts it. Mm-hmm. Even though he cuts he, it. It says he cuts it. You don't see the blade, but that's cool. And then, uh, yeah, swings down and knocks him down the fire escape. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Very cool. And this, he does say um, the uh, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> Just so we know. It's basic geometry. Yeah. 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 Uh, one negative point, if you look over on page four, panel four, something kind of weird about Batman there. He looks kind of like he's got a hunchback. Yeah. You mean where he's holding on to the kid? Yeah. I think it's... The kid's wearing Robin's clothes from last... <laughs> Last episode. These these kids have some really cool style. <laughs> I think it's a shading thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It's like the the shadow on his head just abruptly stops, so it makes the back look like he's got a hunch or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I like that he lets the kid go. Mm-hmm. And I even better like that he follows him because you know Batman from a year ago probably would have just went home. <laughs> And then the kid would have shown up dead in some newspaper. <laughs> I laugh because it's true. Yeah. So the criminal, the crime school for boys is very uh, Oliver Twist, obviously. Yes. Um, but I looked up Oliver Twist, as we always do, I looked up Oliver Twist film-wise to see um, whether it came out in 1940. But I was kind of happily surprised that the last film, at least by 1940, was came out in 1933 so at least it wasn't like on the nose ripping things off but like wizard of oz yeah yeah wizard of oz or pinocchio or um what have you um but i don't know that i buy batman's logic about not just stopping this right now when that he's when he's talking to dick and he Um, said he says even if i did hand over the teacher even if i did hand the teacher over to the police that wouldn't stop the boys from still admiring criminals we've got to be subtle but I'm thinking, if I was a kid, I would much rather admire Batman over Pockets. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, but they already admire Pockets. True. So, and if they're looking at him like a father figure or a a guardian figure, and Batman just comes in and, and beats him up, then they're going to turn against Batman. But if Batman can show them that Pockets is no good, then... Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of buy his logic. I think if he went down and he beat Pockets up nicely and then he handed out batarangs to all the kids, I think they'd be... <laughs> beat him up nicely? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's he's not especially a formidable foe, so it wouldn't be that hard to... <laughs> yeah. But I do like this line here at the end where uh, Dick and Bruce are at the house talking and Bruce puts his hand on Dick's shoulder and says, Exactly, and that's where you come in. Yeah. It's, very it's a job for robin even though robin never shows up but but dick you know dick does take charge so well we knew that was going to happen just based on the title well yeah um that panel though that's like probably the best drawing of dick i've seen 
so far because he actually looks like a kid. Yeah, and his head looks normal proportions. And mm-hmm. like, usually, when they do the profile shots, he's got the big well. Look at butt the head. Look, look at the panel two before two panels. <laughs> his yeah. hair. His hair is bigger than his face. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Bruce, speaking of Bruce, is looking okay again in this story. If you look at the next panel, in the yeah. middle panel on the bottom tier there. Mm-hmm. Definitely better. Um, <laughs> I like how they do the story about the ugly people, and he starts looking better again. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he suffered from cretinism or for a few <laughs> issues. Could be. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Could be. But I, moving on to page six, I like that Bruce rents the barn or the warehouse to oh, yeah. establish the gym. We really haven't seen much about Bruce Wayne as a person at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he's wealthy and that people think he's lazy, but they haven't introduced Wayne Enterprises or, or Bruce Wayne as a philanthropist yet. But it's something that definitely fits with that portrayal that will come along yeah. later. So it's nice to see that surfacing a little bit. And it's always it's also just one of Batman's cooler powers, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, he doesn't have any powers, but one of the things that he can do that a lot of other superheroes can't do is is throw his money around. Right. Is really cool. Uh, Robin is being a little um, butt kicker again. This uh-huh. this story. Oh yeah. We've talked yeah. about it before, but it seems like this that I just I could absolutely feel like why a kid would just latch onto Robin and love love reading yes. Batman and Robin comics just because. Yes. You know, I'm 36 years old, and I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know, I if I was a kid, like a little kid, especially a kid reading comics, which probably means you lean on the side of nerdy, maybe. I don't know if that's the case in the 40s, but... Yeah, I don't think that was the case in the 40s. I think it was more of a commonplace thing in the end. Yeah. But even still, it just it must have been a great fantasy to, to think that you could just beat up bully kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't react as strongly to this scene as I did, like, the one from... Uh, the puppet story where the puppet master story where he had to save Batman. Uh-huh. But, but you're definitely right. I can definitely uh, not relate to it, but but see how kids would have related to it mm-hmm. back then. Right. But moving on to page seven, <laughs> we, we talked about how uh, page five, Dick looked like a normal kid, but then over here he is totally ripped. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He, he's got yeah. more muscle mass than I do. Yeah. He's uh all these kids kind of look a little too. Yeah. They have a little too much six pack going on, but but yeah, especially Robin, especially in that one panel, man, he's got some guns. Um. <laughs> the the round one. Yeah. And, and the one next, really, all of these pages. Yeah, that's true. Panels. And he's shorter than all the other kids too, which I find interesting. <laughs> um, I kind of. This this page and a couple, and at least one other page in the story made me cringe a little bit just because it's so um, you know heavy handed in its message I guess, but I understand that's what they're trying to do and they're aiming these stories at kids so right. But these kids are like sheep, man. You just tell them you tell them to go pickpocket, they go pickpocket. You tell them to play sports fair, and they play sports fair. <laughs> it's like, geez. Yeah, they're dumb little kids. I guess. Uh, but I did like here and on page eight where we see Dick reporting back to Bruce mm-hmm. compared to the story where uh, Dick went undercover at the what was it the orphanage or the boys' home. Yeah. So because Batman couldn't go, 
but then he had just ended up, you know, standing around outside the house in his Batman costume. <laughs> right, and they talked to each other on bat belt buckles, yeah. Right, right. But uh-huh. I, I like seeing Dick or Robin acting more independently. Mm-hmm. As they, as they wear their blue suit sail special. <laughs> yeah. Page eight. I don't have a lot to say, but I do. I always. I don't know why. I just find it funny every time Batman spies by just hanging out of a window or hanging outside a window. That's because he's just hanging. I mean, he's not hanging there all cool or anything. He's just hanging there like yeah, from a rope, you know, with it, his hands above his head. And... It seems really vulnerable, uh-huh. a really vulnerable position, and it also seems like it'd be really hard to just hang there for an hour. It would be very hard to do, yeah. Yeah. Plus, we're used to modern Batman who would put a little bug on the window and then mm-hmm. hide and then in the shadows somewhere and listen. Being be a, be a, a, a building across the street with binoculars or something. Right, right. Yeah. I want that makes me want to watch Mask of the Phantasm right now. Good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> but I do like this uh, very last panel on this page with the huge shadow on the wall. Oh yeah, and the very speech cool. balloon coming from the shadow. That was a nice. Yeah, very effect. very creative. I like that. I like the guys' faces too. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they are going to need a change of shorts mm-hmm. after seeing that. And then once again, the next like one, two, we get two more pages of action, which is mm-hmm. it's like. They're really going to town on these these Batman stories. Yeah, it's there was a lot of action in the story, which is probably why neither of us had as many notes because it's uh-huh. it's just a lot of it's fun. It's fun, definitely fun. Yeah, but it's just uh, hard to comment on action. It's like that punch was really great. I mean, I don't know what to say, but um, <laughs> what a left hook. Yeah, the ladder the ladder uh, was kind of hokey, but at the same time, I'm kind of impressed that that uh, Bob Kane pulled it off. To tell you the truth, because. Ladders, yeah. ladders require perspective, and, <laughs> and he got like three guys. Maybe, maybe Jerry Robinson did more work of the heavy lifting on this. It could story. be. I don't know. It could be. It does seem like this story, and maybe even the last one, is rendered a little differently. Mm-hmm. We should be looking up that who drew Batman site more often and double checking stuff do like they, that. Do they break it down by story? Um, I think they, not necessarily, but I think if it did mention Batman three, that. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like, I think every so often it it leaves sample panels. So, but I don't know if Batman three is on there or not. Page ten. I love this uh, scene of or this panel of Batman swinging over the city. And I think you're right. They they are putting in more detail in the backgrounds on some of these panels as far as cityscapes go. Yeah, that second panel. Mm-hmm. That's like a very Spider-Man panel where all the buildings are like crooked. Yes. Um, we'll have to make sure and scan this one for the show notes. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one. Mm-hmm. That would look good on a t-shirt too. It would. Um, another cool fight scene. I mean, two fight scenes right in a row, but I like them both. He swings through the window, knocks the guy out, and then makes them punch each other. That's kind of mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Um, it's funny that he he went through. <laughs> it's funny that you know he and Dick came up with this idea to subtly teach them stuff, but then they end up having to teach them a hard way anyway. Um, right. Don't fight. Don't be a criminal, or I'm gonna come back and beat you. And by the way, I forgot to say, where was that? I love how when they were coming up with that plan, um, <laughs> basically the plan is to trick them into being honest. <laughs> trick, them, trick, trick them into teaching them that honesty is a good thing. Yeah. That's not especially yeah, honest, but anyway. Yeah, you're better off not looking looking at the details on that one, I think. <laughs> Uh, but back Although it's better than some of the stuff Superman pulled in his earliest stories. So. Oh, I can imagine how Superman would handle this. Actually, I can't because he 
just thinks way different than I do. But anyway, um, back to page 10. His logic does not resemble our Earth logic. No, it's Kryptonian solutions, I guess. <laughs> um, is uh, What's his name? Big Boss? Big what? Big, uh, big Boy? Boy. I can't remember his name now. Big Boy big, something. Yeah. I don't think they gave a last name, did they? No, he had a name. Big Boy Daniels. Okay, Big Boy Daniels. Is Big Boy Daniels bending that crowbar? I believe so. Because that's big. Even though it's green. Green crowbars. Yeah, that's true. It's a, a gardening crowbar or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty powerful for, yeah, a, yeah. for a Batman villain. But oh, Well, in the original it was gray. With, well, kind of. Oh, really? It was, it was like gray, blue, green, and yellow. In the... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of escaped me the first time I read this, and then when I was going through it again, it's like, whoa, he's bending a crowbar. That's pretty scary. But uh, Page 11 and 12, we have more <laughs> more fight scenes and more action. And yeah. I, I really like that they can keep things exciting. And I, Obviously, the story has a lot of action, but I like what they can keep things exciting, whether it's a, a physical fight like this one or a more athletic confrontation like early in the story where mm-hmm. he's jumping around and swinging around. Yeah. This is the second story in a row where it's pretty much all action from mm-hmm. beginning to end. I do question Batman's motive on the, the phone call um, to Big Boss, Big Boy. Yeah. Like, is he trying to have him kill Pockets, or is he just trying to stir up trouble? Or is, <laughs> or is he legitimately warning him to shut things down? Or uh, I think that was funny. And also, I'm kind of unhappy with Dick just standing there while <laughs> we're... <laughs> <laughs> or big big boss or big boy or whatever his name and just just guns down pockets but I'm not sure what else he could have done to be yeah. honest but he he would have given away his identity and and there yeah. was there was four armed men so. right yeah uh, uh, but going back to the phone call I think that was just an honest warning from the Batman yeah um, yeah because I don't know I don't know why big boss subtle approach but I don't know why big boss would assume that meant pockets was the rat anyway yeah yeah I mean geez talk about overreacting. But maybe Batman should stick to throwing dead bats through the window and mailing well, live bats. Mailing live bats. Yeah, he hasn't done that in a while. That's good stuff. Um, cool shot of him swooping in through the skylight. Yes. With all the shadow on the wall there. Mm-hmm. That always makes me think of the 89 Batman film. I love that scene where he crashes through the skylight to save Vicky. Oh, at the restaurant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best scene in the movie. But anyway... Um, yeah, then another good fight. I mean, I don't know what to say. I like that uh, Big Boss kind of gets in some licks, but mostly doesn't stand a chance. I mean, even when yeah, he yeah, I mean, he he he, uh, he he hits him with a chair and and seems to be holding his own. It seems like he you know. he keeps getting a hold of Batman, but then Batman has a counter move. Mm-hmm. So until Batman what... grabs him by the head and flips him, which I think he would have broken his neck doing. But yeah. yeah, well, not this guy. He can bend a crowbar. <laughs> It's a cool. I wonder if there's any. I wonder if they used references for any of these fights. Like, was there wrestling magazines back in 1940 or something? Oh, I don't know. Because like, a, like that particular panel, it's like, I don't know if it just stands out as, you know, where did he get that idea to have him holding him by the head, and flipping him over his shoulder? Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's like, okay, finger, hang upside down on this thing, and you take a picture. I can see some of these being referenced from photos of a you know like a, from a sporting magazine mm-hmm. but that panel yeah 
That's a little weird. Yeah. Maybe they had I, judo magazines or something. Maybe. I do love Dick's expression on that panel, though. Yeah, like, that's my hero. <laughs> uh, it looks very smug. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but page 13, did you have anything else? Sorry. Well, notice in that same panel, the one oh, kid's okay. like, that one kid's like, oh, boy, that Batman sure can fight. Like, yeah. What a scrap. Yeah. And, you know, if you just would have beat up pockets in the very beginning, they probably would have said the same thing. Yeah. But, well. Eh, maybe not. Then he wouldn't have got big Well, I, I guess, I guess you're right, because he didn't really teach them anything until the end. No. Which was just happenstance that it happened. So. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess they all, they all rebelled against Big Boy because Dick had already put in their brain that fair play is important. So if they hadn't have done that, then maybe if he had just gone in and beat up pockets, they wouldn't have cared. But yeah, who knows? But uh, we we get more references to criminals being cowards without guns. It's like we get it already. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yeah, they really harp on that. It's at least the third story where they've made a big point about it. I mean, there's so that's not even a good point. There's so many other reasons not to like a criminal. <laughs> right. I mean, what if they come across a criminal who doesn't use guns? Is he okay then? <laughs> like the Joker or Catwoman or right Hugo or Strange or yeah. or any Cossack they've fought. <laughs> um, that panel though, where all the kids are. Are rebelling. If you uh-huh. really, if you really take time to look at that, that is like a really funny panel. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We've got these kids pulling this one guy's ear, and then in the background we got another kid swinging and yeah, uh, two kids uh, clubbing another one with a baseball bat. And... Yeah, standing on these guys each other's shoulders to be taller. Mm-hmm. And you got Robin decking three guys with one punch. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Uh, you learned that from Batman. You know he did. Hell yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's nice seeing the kids take out the criminals, but I don't know teaching kids to to beat people up. I mean, what's that? What's that sending exactly? What message is that sending exactly? Well, I don't know. I mean, what does Robin tell you? You know? Oh <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a comic book. It's okay. Yep. Then we have three nice panels of wrap up. Yeah. Which I know you don't like. I don't really love it either. But it, I'm also I also just expect it. I guess I don't know. Well, it was less. Heavy-handed and, and forced into one panel is let than than last issue or last episode or last story. Yeah. So. Dick moved out yeah. of the neighborhood, so I guess he doesn't hang out at that gym anymore. Probably not. No, uh-huh. yeah, I said he moved out of the neighborhood, but yeah. they still have the gym, so Bruce still supports that. Yeah, which is very awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the gym, and then Bruce gives a little message to the rest of the world to to make their kids go to church and school and. There will be no more crime. Right. Right. That seems easy. <laughs> Still applies today, folks. Not breaking the fourth wall on that one, though. No. <laughs> but, um, Dick is probably scratching his head going, who are you talking to? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to say about this one because there was just a lot of fight scenes. But uh, I, I liked it, you know. I liked seeing Dick get his own mission, sort of. And mm-hmm. uh, like we said, it was all Dick Grayson and no Robin. Had a great opening, and I enjoyed seeing Batman helping out the kids in the rest of the story and teaching them that uh, the folks they were idolizing weren't uh, weren't all that. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I heard it was going to be called – the next one we were covering was going to be called The Crime School for Boys, I kind of inwardly groaned because I just imagined like this Robin-centric mm. 
story like we had with the the school he went to. Right. The other school. And I was kind of surprised that, you know, not only does Robin not even make an appearance in his costume anyway, but uh, most of the heavy lifting was still done by Batman in this book, in this story. Right. I mean, he does all the fighting. He does all the, you know, spying and the casework and stuff. I mean, Robin gets in there and teaches the kids some things, but that's about it. Yeah. I'm actually very, very surprised they didn't work in at least one panel with Robin in costume since they went out of their way in the beginning to talk about Robin. Yeah, I mean, you'd think the boys would look up to Robin. Uh-huh. It'd be a good good scene, but yeah. Oh, well. It works this way, too. Yep. I enjoyed it. Um, and if you would all like to read it, let's see. It was reprinted. <gasps> guess where? It was reprinted in The Dark Batman, The Dark Knight Archives, Volume 1 from 1992, and Batman Chronicles, Volume 2 from 2006. And that is it. Cool. Well, we that's it, I guess, for this episode because we covered the other books back in episode 20, and with, with the Batman issues, we're going to have you know less to cover. Mm-hmm. But um, want to thank everyone for listening. Next episode, we'll wrap up October 1940 with the final story from Batman number three, which is I'll tell you what I'm actually not going to tell you what the story is because <laughs> the title is a little spoilery as far as the villain. But Batman kills the Joker and. Like but come that. back. I, I think you'll like it. Uh, before then, you can stop by the website at batmanlegends.com where you'll find show notes for this episode as well as uh, links to back episodes. At the site, you will also find the iTunes link. And if you use iTunes, please feel free to leave a review. Uh, the site also has the RSS feed, a link to the show's Facebook and Twitter feeds, and a contact form. Or if you have any questions and comments, you can email us directly at podcast at batmanlegends.com Mike and I also have other podcasts that we do that we invite you to check out Uh, Michael Kaiser is one of the three hosts of the new 52 adventures of Superman where he and John Wilson and J. David Weider are covering the current current as of this recording Superman books uh, and uh, Superman, Action Comics, Supergirl and Superboy as well as any other uh, places those folks appear. Very tiring. <laughs> they appear. They appear in a lot of places, but yeah, that's why not, I'm not doing the new Fifty Two Batman. That's just what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, if if you had the new Fifty Two Adventures of Batman, it would be a uh, weekly show with two hours each week. I think. Oh, I don't think we'd ever catch up. But probably not. Yeah. But I also have two other podcasts. First is Green Lantern's Light, which I co-host with Jeffrey Taylor and J. David Weeder where we are covering the late 80s adventures of the Green Lantern. And then there is the Thrilling Adventures of Superman, where I am covering all of Superman's Golden Age adventures. Maybe so, uh, maybe you guys have already talked about this in your show, and I'm, I'm writing myself out, but have you all of you guys been watching the new Green Lantern cartoon? We did a special episode covering oh. the first two episodes when they premiered back in January. Oh, okay. no, it, was, it wasn't January. It was last fall. Uh, we we did a special episode on those, but as of this recording, we actually haven't talked about the other two new episodes that are that have aired. Okay. I meant to actually ask them about that. We recorded earlier today, and I meant to ask them about that, and I forgot. But uh, we all we all felt pretty good about the oh the yeah first two episodes, and I've watched the uh, next two, and I've I've liked them. I mean, it's not um, it's not great. The the animation style I don't think fits the tone of the stories they're telling, but. 
but I'm excited in seeing where it goes. So I just started recording it, and I haven't. There's one in my queue that I haven't watched yet, so I'm anxious yeah. to check it out. But um, yeah, that and Jung, Young Justice has been kind of kicking up speed. So Young Justice is great. Yeah. Um, it Still, took me a while to get into that, but yeah, yeah, it started out kind of eh, but now it's getting pretty good. Yeah. Of course, they're about to go into reruns again. I think. Of course. So. But anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, as always, Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. We want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See you next week. In the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You got the pick a pocket or two, you got the pick a pocket or two, boys. You got the pick a pocket or two. Large amounts don't grow on trees. You got the pick a pocket or two. Let's show a bit of how to do it, my dears. <laughs>